0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm your host, Abby Williams. Today's episode is sponsored by Cozy. Cozy is an organizing app that is designed just for families. My family downloaded this app three years ago, and it has made such a difference in our home. If you're starting to feel busy again and your calendar is filling up with more events and kids' activities than last year, do your future self a favor and get Cozy. Cozy is the number one organizing app that families use to juggle school schedules, practices, meetings, doctor's appointments, and even a workout or a date night. It was even named the must-have app for a better life by the Today Show. With Cozy, you'll get all set up so everyone knows who is doing what, when, and where. Cozy will even send an email every morning with the day's agenda so you can take that task of reminding everybody off of your to-do list. It's easy to get started. You can pull your events from your family's personal work and school calendars, and the best part, it's free. Just download Cozy Family Organizer from the App Store, that's C-O-Z-I, to get the free app today. And for today's episode, I'm welcoming on Jessica, or the Zen Mommy, as she is better known on Instagram. Jessica is the host of Mom Slow Down, the founder of health and wellness app, the Zen Mommy, which she is also found on Instagram under. Um, Through Jessica's extensive experience, she has created a holistic program that supports women, especially moms, in the crucial art of self-care. Jessica is a yoga teacher, a clean eating guru, an overcomer, a mom of four, and she is on a mission to help moms slow down, breathe and let go. We talk about so much of what self-care is, how to achieve it, what constitutes as self-care for moms. Um, In today's episode, we talk about the three foundational pillars, um, nourishment, movement, mindset, the is The Path to Joy. I hope that you enjoy today's episode um, and I hope that you go find Jessica over on Instagram at The Zen Mommy, over on her podcast, Mom Slow Down. And if you do enjoy today's episode, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me and I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started. Cheers. Hi Jessica, welcome to the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining me today because I think self care is such a buzzword, but it's also so hard for us moms to feel like we can ever attain. So hopefully, we get some tips from you today. Uh, But first, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on. So nice to be here. Uh, I'm a mom of four. I have two stepsons and two little girls, and you know, I call myself a recovering
0: perfectionist. Um, I think but, a lot of us can identify with that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's always recovering, right? Yeah. It's part yeah. of the journey. You're never fully recovered. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm a yoga teacher by trade. Um, and I found my path into yoga when the birth of my first daughter in 2009.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: really was this catalyst for me to get my life together, I guess, yeah. you know, i have just been Motherhood kind of, does that. it does do that. It yeah. does give us strength that, um, we didn't necessarily have, especially if we were just doing things for ourselves. And yeah. so she really was the catalyst for me to kind of find this path of transformation. Some people get it through, you know, religion, some people get it through coaching. Some yeah. people, uh, for me, it was yoga and it was a space where, uh, it was the first time in my life. I was 28 when she was born, but it was the first time that I really felt good enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Just as I was, which was profound, uh, because being a recovering perfectionist, you know, you're never okay. You're never good enough. It's like that right. proverbial carrot that gets dangled in front of you that you'll mm-hmm. never catch a little wily e. coyote or something, you know, yeah. uh, which is the same thing I feel like with like the self care and with balance, right. uh, it's, This concept that just seems so out of reach and so unattainable for so many. Uh, And really yoga was the beginning and the path for me to start to learn to slow down. Yeah. That's something that I have to work on all the time just as an entrepreneur and uh, being a mom and, you know, like I said, recovering perfectionist. But um, it was really my path for change. And that really started, a. uh, it's now been almost 13 year love affair. Uh, with yoga, and I've trained all over the country uh, from New York to San Francisco. Uh, and it's really changed who I was as a core person, so has
0: meditation and mindfulness. Um so that's a little bit about my journey, yeah, cause I agree with you. I think that like self care and you, you throughout the word balance, it does seem so unattainable, and like we're just constantly like trying to get to what that balance, I guess. Means, and for so many of us, it probably means something different. But I just like I don't I don't know that you're ever gonna get there to where like work and life and kids and marriage is all equal. I don't think that that's the definition of balance, and I think that that's like what we're always just like striving for. And so it does like can just like really bring up all those feelings of not feeling good enough.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to say that like balance is on this continuum. And so it's a moving organism that's going to look and feel different every day, depending on what resources you have, how much sleep you got the night before, what other kind of factors that may be contributing. And so this idea of balance is just being able to kind of move with the flow of life yeah. and not being so rigid or constrictive or having to put everything in this tight, tiny little box. Balance one day maybe that you're Pinteresting your kids, you know, lunch box right. you notes know, and, you know, you're making like, you know, a decoupage. You know, that might be balanced one day. <laughs> the other day it might just be taking a shower at four or five o'clock because you've yeah. worked yourself to the bone. And so I think it's really important that we as moms start to lay down some of this rigidity and having it be so black and white or pass fail. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a pass fail job as a mom. Like you can be just good enough depending on all of these other factors. And that's still okay. My whole concept with the mom slow down podcast with my app is just reframing this idea of what a good mom looks like and giving everybody permission to kind of have this flow state have this continuum of balance and know that it doesn't have to be a pass fail at the end of the day right you know right. if you make it to bed and you know you're not fully exhausted like you know usually we're like oh yeah i did something <laughs> different, right if we're like exhausted and we right. can't do anything it's like oh i must have really worked hard today but it doesn't have to be that way you know and, and i think that it's important to just kind of reframe our perspectives and know, you know, each and every day is going to be different. Just like if we've had subsequent children, they're all different. We have to treat them differently.
0: And it's the same thing with, you know, every day we have to give
1: ourselves a little bit more
0: grace. Yeah. So how can we incorporate some of the self-care into our motherhood? You know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, I think we're all working. Um, Motherhood is work. Um, There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of things to get done. How do we put ourselves on our to do list and make sure that we're filling up our cups so that we do have something to pour into all these other buckets that we have?
1: Yeah, and self care is this kind of overused word, and it creates like <laughs> it's a negative connotation because you yeah. are like, I'm not, you know, I am not taking a bubble bath or I am not, you know, going to get my nails done. And I think again, it's very personal mm-hmm. to each and every person. Right. Um, but, but the truth in all of that is we have to prioritize ourselves. And that's a choice every day. You know, my husband walks out the door. I'm like, did you meditate this morning? Well, I, did, I didn't have time, you know, or da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, no, you chose to do something else. Right. And so I think we have to, as women kind of collectively, change our mindset of i mean we are nurturers by trade and that's our job and we are so good at taking care of others but the bottom line is if we don't take care of ourselves first and foremost none of the other things matter because you're right. you're eventually going to run out of fuel and you know you're you're going to be exhausted and and resentful right. and all of those things and so i really think self-care becomes this priority shift uh, and and deciding in each and every moment what you can and can't do for yourself. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's saying no to, you know, being on the PTA or being the class mom or, you know, doing that extra you know, work at the office or whatever that is. And sometimes it's just saying yes to yourself of, you know, I think the big thing about slowing down and what mindfulness does and meditation for me and mm-hmm. yoga is coming back to my body so I can even understand what the heck is going on in here. Right. You know, am I feeling stressed or do I feel energized? Am I really tired because maybe my weekend was ran with, you know, soccer games and volleyball and, you know, (laughs) lacrosse and all of those great things. And maybe I need to be a little bit more gentle to myself today. And I need to focus on meditation and maybe taking a walk in nature. But if we don't slow down enough to even figure out what's going on, then we can't even start to prioritize ourselves or make those choices for ourselves.
0: Right. So because I think that, you know, it can get really hard to allow ourselves to slow down. It's scary, you know? And I think like giving yourself that permission is so important and so powerful, but it is also so hard. You know, you have like all these other outside pressures, you have social media that, you know, I have to look a certain way. I have to run my home a certain way. I have to have these beautiful lunch boxes, you know, whatever is the thing you have mom guilt that comes into play. Um, and how do we kind of turn off that noise? You know, I think that you're kind of touching on it a lot when you talk about coming back to yourself and this meditation, this yoga. Um, but for those who haven't practiced meditation, who haven't practiced yoga, how do they get there? Or how can they begin to incorporate some of those mindfulness techniques into their life as a beginner?
1: Yeah. Well, and mindfulness is really accessible to everyone. Right. Right. Uh, And it's really just about dropping in the present moment. And the tool that I use so often is just breath. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just do, you know, a two to one breath technique, breathing in two counts, exhaling, you know, double that for four or like a four, six, and eight, breathing in four counts, holding for six, exhaling for eight. It's just that tool. And yogis say, you know, it's the one thing you can't do in the past. You can't breathe for yourself in the past and you can't breathe for yourself in the future. So the only thing, you know, the breath that brings you back into this moment, into this reality, which is what we're experiencing, not the crazy stories in our head. You know, it also is enough to give us that choice. So, I've always called it kind of like this yogic pause, which is just this space between like a cause and your reaction mm-hmm. where you can choose. Am I being triggered by social media right now? Put your phone down. Like we have that choice. Right. You know, we sometimes just do things on automatic, you know, and we're just running on like autopilot and we, you know, we don't know how we made it to the grocery store. Like, oh my God,
0: where was I? You know, that's just- well, it's it's like 90% of my food. life right now, I think.
1: Yeah, and so a lot of people, I would say the majority of people end up living in their head right which i said is i've said this often this is scary in here like you don't want to know what's going on and you know and i would probably feel the same way about you yeah the more that we can kind of drop out of what's going on in our mind and the to-do list and the craziness and the uh did i say that right or so and so mad at me or man i gotta do this and and be in the present moment that in that moment you're okay You're safe, you know, you're you're okay. I mean, that's all that there is. And so mindfulness techniques, I use the five senses a lot. So I'll go through and like, what do I smell? What do I taste in my mouth? Rubbing my fingers together just really gently. How do my clothes feel? You know, what do I hear? I go through those. It's just little. It could take like 30 seconds a sense, you know, there's five of them. Mm -hmm. them, So you got two and a half minutes, you know, and and just go through that moment to just all of a sudden you'll feel like the stress start to dissipate. You know, I love going out in nature and just taking a few moments, even if it's just a short little walk or just sitting outside and focusing on the the leaves and noticing the very subtle qualities of the things around you. And it's enough that can drop you out of all of our craziness and into the present moment. And, and and that's where we start to make changes. That's where we start to, you know, be more uh, conscious yeah, or aware or woke is the word that i <laughs> thrown around in the last year or so. Yeah. But it all stems from mindfulness.
0: Yeah, and these techniques are so good to be using, you know, when you're in the middle of toddler m- meltdowns, you know, you're up to your eyeballs in motherhood. Or when you're just feeling like I'm overrun, I'm burnout, you know, and coming back to, you know. So I think that these techniques are just so good to be using in all areas of your motherhood and life. Um, so, yeah. What do you, how do you feel like moms can really slow down? I know we've talked about breathing, um, you know, but we're so busy. I know you're a mama for, I'm a mama for, and that is a lot. I think just having one kid is a lot, but man, when you add more than one and you've got all these different schedules, you've got to be on the soccer field and the volleyball court and the lacrosse field, you know, you have all these different places to be. How do we allow ourselves permission to slow down when life is speeding us up so much? Yeah.
1: Well, I know that there are stages when you yeah. got little kids, that's a yeah. stage in life where you it's know... <laughs> If, you, if everyone's, you know, made it through the day, then you've done something good. <laughs> oh. and, and I think it's important that, you know, those things change. You know, your kids yeah. grow older. You eventually stop having more kids. <laughs> Start right. adding, adding to the bunch. Right. You know, you, you come into the next phases of life. And so slowing down is going to look different, like I said, each and every day at different stages, depending on where your kids are. And, and recognizing that, you know, it's all temporary, so nothing's going to last forever. Yeah. Like when you finally have a newborn and they sleep through the night and then they learn how to like roll over and they're back <laughs> up every three hours. And you're like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe it. This, we were mm-hmm. finally sleeping, you know, and it just feels like somebody just pulled the rug out from under you. But that also is temporary. Yeah. And just reminding ourselves that there is value. And I almost say this every day to myself, value in rest. Yes. And we put so much value in the doing and the accomplishing and the checking of the boxes. Yes. We don't take the value in rest. And I think super important as moms is prioritizing your sleep, prioritizing how you nourish your body, what Foods you put in there, you know, and some of it takes a little prep work, you know. on Sundays, I meal prep. I prep, you know, a thing of vegetables. I've got quinoa, I've, you know, a handful of different items, so I know that when I'm from podcast to meeting to whatever to grabbing carpool, that I have something there to nourish my body. Because if I'm reaching for the sugary snacks and the processed foods, I'm not going to feel very good. Mm-hmm. And I just think with slowing down, it it again comes back to choice. You know what do you value you know would you want your kids working out if they're sick or playing sports right i would i would never have that my daughter just got a concussion but i, I would be the first one that hits the treadmill even though I, I feel under the weather right you know we almost have to treat ourselves with the same kind of care and compassion that we do our children mm-hmm. we would never ever right
0: so, <laughs> you know i mean you're I, they have a little I don't know why we're duties. like this, we, but we, are just, we are just like so crazy. So crazy. But yeah. we're like, oh, you have a sniffle?
1: Suck it up. Get out there. You can't complain. I mean, we talk to ourselves. Like no one would be our friend if we talked to our friends the way that we actually talk to ourselves inside our head. And it's just starting to recognize and and, and it can be funny.
0: I've talked about like some of that, like the sniffle stuff, like now with COVID, you know, I feel like now you can't go anywhere with like a sniffle or a cough, you know, and my girls, they're in preschool. So like if you have any symptoms of anything, they're not masked at school so they cannot go which i'm surprised um, they even in at all because preschool yeah. kids all all the so they were <laughs> home like the first 2 weeks of school they got coughs and so they were home for 2 weeks i was working from home and i was like laughing with like colleagues and like my peers you know that Oh my gosh, like pre COVID, I would be at work with like horrible colds. You know what I mean? And like, you just go and like spread right. these colds around exactly. to your clients, I guess. I don't know. But like, never would I have taken off work for a cold. Right. You still go. You, know, you just suck it up and power right. through and you just focus like and But drop. maybe like okay. this is what we should have been doing. Like your body needs rest when you're not feeling well. Like I was not feeling well, but mm-hmm. h- had it not been, you know, COVID season, I would have been out in the world working. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. We just, we don't allow ourselves like that time. So I'm like, you know, maybe it's like the one positive of COVID. <laughs> so like you have to slow down when you're not feeling well. Um, well, I think COVID was that collective experience
1: where we yeah. all had to slow down. Right. And I think what came out of that, one of the positive is number one, we started to really take notice of the things in our lives that, that weren't serving us or that we didn't enjoy. That and, was and a big really one for me. Out- Yeah. We cut the fat. We cut the fat out of the, you know, the big dinners and the things that we just go through to obligation. And we really started just saying yes to the things that really mattered. So we also realized how much time we got back. Like I haven't been into, I mean, I still support all my local like fitness studios, but I haven't driven to a class because I just got all that time back. Right. You know when i think it's super important and so you know the piece that came from that is when that forced slowing down is that everyone got to decide then what they wanted to put back in their life but yeah. we can slow down each and every day if yeah. we're just more mindful if we're more present and aware and we're not running on autopilot if you're completely unaware and running on autopilot this podcast would not probably be for you. You're like, I don't get it. You know, whatever. But we all are searching for this kind of happiness, this joyfulness, this balance, and it really is accessible. We can start making little lifestyle changes, you know, depending on your schedule. If you want to get up and spend, I loved it. I interviewed someone and she's like, she loved brain hacks. So the second she woke up, she was meditating because she was like, I was already in like the the brainwave of sleep so I didn't really have to, you know, alter my brainwaves much and I was like, "Alright, right, that's kind of cool. I need a little more coffee or to get up and go about my day before I go and sit and meditate, but whatever yeah, works." Right. You got to figure out where can you take these little, you know, micro mini breaks for yourself. Yeah. You incorporate lunges to move your body when you're picking up the kids toys, or maybe you're making dinner and you do some push-ups just to get some movement. Yeah. Movement is so important. You know, how we yeah. feed ourselves, prioritizing sleep, taking these little moments for ourselves, yeah. which are, we just
0: re- have to reframe it. It's a choice. Yeah. And I know that we already talked about, you know, how temporary each stage of motherhood is. I am constantly talking about that on my platform, you know, going through cause I have my younger three are little, um, and then I have an 11 year old, but kind of going through the motions, especially with the baby. Um, he's just now sleeping. But then a couple of weeks ago, we had the colds going through our house. Nobody was sleeping. I was I found myself being nap trapped by him on where the one occasion because he was just like not comfortable laying down. So the only time I could get him to nap, I was, you know, in the rocking chair with him. And, you know, I just like, kind nap, of, I yeah. haven't heard that before. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and just, you know, but then having like the list going on in your head, like, oh, what I should be doing during nap time is laundry and the dishes and cleaning up and sanitizing something because the germs are in my house, you know, when you're like going through all those things, but reframing some of the, the some of my thoughts there of, yeah, nothing was going to happen to
1: you if the laundry he, didn't get right. done. And that Your these moments are, are yes. like,
0: leaving me. You know, I'm not nap-trapped anymore. He's one and a half years old. You know, he's almost done napping. You know, in a couple of years, he's going to be done napping. So that this time is so temporary. And I kind of – I talk about that a lot on my platform of reframing a lot of those thoughts that these are so temporary. How can we really, like, pull ourselves – to be more mindful in parenting, you know, since some of these things are so temporary, it goes by so fast. And I know that like when you're in the trenches, especially with the little ones, we hate like hearing that from more seasoned mothers. They're like, oh, enjoy it while it lasts, you know, because like not all of it is enjoyable, right? No, sometimes it's just getting through. And you're right. But like, it does go so fast. So how can we be like mindful in the messiness of motherhood? You know, some of the moments that aren't so enjoyable, but find joy there. Well,
1: and I love like a gratitude practice. And yeah, you know, what you said about reframing some of these just unspoken rules that you kind of put on yourself, like, oh, this has to be done. The dishwasher has to be unloaded the house needs to look so i mean no one set those rules for you right, right. no one can cry and said abby here's these rules and this if this isn't done you're grounded like, these are very, like, arbitrary. i wish i would
0: get grounded sometimes like, like,
1: <laughs> when we, like, i used to think about what if we could just go into the hospital if somebody
0: would like, like send me to my room <laughs> where i couldn't be bothered and you just, Yeah, you know, just chill out yeah. yeah unfortunately
1: no one gets to ground us as an adult you know But I think, you know, reframing some of these very stringent rules that we have, these very, you know, unspoken rules of how things are supposed to be, you know, that some idea of this kind of fictitious idea of what parenting is like, of what motherhood is like, of what, you know, being a working mom is like. We kind of need to shatter some of those maybe unrealistic expectations. And and give yourself a little bit of grace. Yeah. Again, are you expecting your one and a half year old to, you know, potty train right the first time? No. You're, I, you you be screaming at them. I can't believe you did this. Made this accident. I mean, again, giving ourselves permission and grace to make mistakes and yeah. to not you know not maybe always be perfect and kind of giving ourselves some room. And then gratitude is free for all. It's totally accessible. Yeah. It's starting with things that maybe are a little easier, like I'm, I'm grateful for waking up today. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for my family, my children, you know, my husband or wife or whatever it may be. And then finding gratitude, I mean, anything can be kind of meditative, doing the dishes. Absolutely. If you're washing the dishes and you're really feeling the water against your hand and you're really just noticing the soap or you're looking around your kitchen and you're like, man, I'm so grateful for the tools that I get to use in my kitchen or having this view that I get to look out the window and, and see nature when I'm in here cooking. We can find those moments at any time during the day, at any part, even in the craziness, as we call it the trenches with, with young ones. Yeah. You know, to stop and be like, okay, you know, I, I'm gonna be grateful for this tantrum. You know because I'm, I'm learning about my child i'm learning about what they like and don't like i mean we can really turn anything into a gratitude and then that starts to transition and it becomes more easily accessible start with the things that are easy to be grateful for and then you can kind of push it into maybe those more challenging moments and, and it's a practice that's really accessible i mean they say gratitude is a one the number one trait of of happy people yeah. you now is and it's hard to be unhappy when you're super grateful for everything that you have. Yeah. Your unhappiness is just a mental construct. We can create it. Yeah. You know, we can be joyful. We can just choose joy. I mean, we truly can. As, as Now, hard,
0: <laughs> not easy. But right. It a choice. Right. Right. No, I totally agree. And now a brief pause in today's episode for a word from one of our sponsors. Kindred Bravely came to life in 2015 by Deanne Ackerson, a mom of two, when she couldn't find any comfortable and functional pajamas while nursing her second son. She decided to design her own, which led to her best-selling pajama set, the Davy Nursing and Maternity Pajamas. As moms, we have to stick together, which is where Kindred comes from. And Bravely, well, being a mom can be tough. It's not for the faint of heart. It takes courage bravery to be a mom. Kindred Bravely is devoted to making life easier for pregnant and nursing moms from breast pads to non-skid socks to nursing bras and pajamas. Deanne creates every piece with comfort, beauty, and function in mind. And her designs have even been recognized by Parent Tested, Parent Approved, the Crisby Awards, and Mom's Choice Awards. Along with delivering top-of-the-line clothing, the Kindred Bravely Moms provide incredible customer service, share quality content, and engage with social media communities. You can make your pregnancy and postpartum experience a little bit better with Kindred Bravely's pieces. You can find them at kindredbravely.com and use promo code MIMOSA20 to save 20% off your purchase. Some exclusions may apply. And let's get back to today's episode. Jessica, talk to us about your app that you have because I think that this sounds super great and will help us with some of these tools.
1: Yeah. So I had a a yoga studio
0: in my house and I saw clients
1: one on one therapeutically for many years. Yeah. And, you know, they would come in, mostly women, and they would come in and, and see me for an hour and they would just feel amazing. You know, that euphoria after Shavasana and all the things. And I mean, maybe they got a toe out of my studio before (laughs) it was like the ding, ding, ding. and the, you know, that school nurse was calling and work, you know, it was like, ah, so how do we kind of make these tools accessible? And so in my life, the three kind of pillars or foundations that have meant so much were movement you know, mm-hmm. I just believe in moving your body every day. It doesn't mean you go do a HIIT workout every day. Like that's not good for you. But moving your body, which it can be little things, you know, yeah. just, you know, all the classes under there are 30 minutes or less for the yoga, um, for the yoga classes. So moving your body every day, nourishment, how you feed your body. So I teach cooking
0: yeah, uh,
1: and I have a whole recipe database of gluten, dairy, and refined sugar free recipes. Those are big inflammatory foods. I love and, that. And yeah. You know, Yeah, as moms, so we're usually tasked with making the dinners, right? But we don't necessarily enjoy cooking. And so it's this idea if you feel more confident in something, you'll enjoy it more. People will like your food more if you know how to season your food. And, you know, I went to culinary school just for fun because I love being a home chef. And so I also think that, you know, the fuel that we give our body is a lot about what we can put out into the world and yeah. we're not feeding our bodies we don't have the energy and we don't have the patience
0: You know, we're more reactive we're, this is my problem is feeding myself it's hard. probably my biggest problem
1: <laughs> yeah it's hard and so you know fun different recipes you know breakfast lunch dinner night snacks all the kind of good things um and then the second piece or the third piece excuse me is mindset obviously yeah. so you know i teach very uh, intro meditation Uh, 10 minutes or less, you know, for the most part, uh, breath techniques that you can do sitting in carpool, you can do driving your car, you can do, you know, just give yourself a little mommy time out, you know, and you can do these breath techniques. And it really is about kind of shifting our mindset. And so in yoga that they believe that suffering is created in the mind. So it's holding on to the past, which is never coming back, right? We can't change it. Or we're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet in the future. And that's basically where we, and especially as Americans, where we live in our head. That's where I live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love this story about my sister. Yeah. I love it. She's 10 years older than me. And I remember her getting so mad at my dad, this is a handful of years back, yeah. about not paying for a wedding to a man she hadn't met yet. She wasn't in a relationship or engaged. So she yeah. was like, what do you mean you're not going to pay for my wedding in some fictitious time frame in the future with a man that didn't exist? You know, and was so upset about it. I mean, for like yeah. a week. Yeah. But I was like, Tosh, their name is Tasha. I was like, you don't even, we're not even talking about marriage (laughs) right now. Like, you're not even in a relationship. Why are you worrying about this? Yeah. Now, but that's, that's That's where we live. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like all of us have a story like that, right? Oh, for sure. (laughs) With your parents, with yourself, with your spouse, with your children, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, i paint yeah. my
1: husband for things he's done in the past. And, you know, I have the elephantitis of the mind. So I'm like, well, you did da-da-da-da-da, you know, 15 years ago. He's like, oh, I've never Like, would. Please let it go. Yeah. No, but, the, you know, the app is The Zen Mommy, and it's yeah. on Apple and Google Play. It's a free download. 30% of the content on the app stays free. Yeah. There's a gratitude journal in the app. Uh, I get to send mindfulness tips and yes. new recipes. There's a community board so you can connect to like-minded women. Uh, and then there's Behind the Paid Wall, which is the other part of the app. It's $9.99 a month. And I teach live classes through there. So um, it's a really great deal, something that you, know, you can kind of have it as this yeah. tool um, to live a more mindful and grateful life.
0: Yeah, no, I think it sounds great. I'm gonna go check it out because I need all of those things: <laughs> movement, meditation, uh, and especially feeding myself. That yeah. is where, like, I struggle the most. I don't know. My husband like thinks it's hilarious. Like, why can you not feed yourself? Like, I don't it's, know. Because I'm feeding priority. four other people, and by the time I get to me, I'm like so burnt out, and I don't know. I and then like, you feel it, right? Yeah. You don't have the energy. I have no energy. And like, there's just not, I guess I'm not what you said of um, once you feel more confident and cooking for yourself, you know, it's more exciting. You enjoy it more. Yeah. Like I'm, and not, everything- I'm not excited about the food I'm making. <laughs> Right. Right. And probably the people eating it don't feel very excited about it either. I mean <laughs> they don't usually yeah. that's how that goes like, like macaroni that. and chicken nuggets. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't eat that though. Right. I can't right. eat that. So then what? I know.
1: And that's, that's honestly hard. like I batch out like on Sunday, like I said. I'll just do a big thing of roasted vegetables. I, I love my air fryer, I, I yeah. swear, because I literally put vegetables in the air fryer and then leave and go to carpool and you know, yeah. pick up my kids. And yeah. so I know that I have that, You know, season it with a little really? A little salt and pepper is all you need. Yeah. Uh, and having that accessible, throw some chickpeas in there so you get some good protein. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes 20 minutes in the air fryer. I mean, you could come back and work and it would be ready. And right. there's not many things that you can like set it and forget it like that. So it's kind of right. nice. That is to nice. be able to have that. And I know yeah. that I have something throughout the week. And if like the, the skies open up and I get to have like a real lunch and it's not like a grab and a go, then that's right. great. We celebrate that moment. That's not usually the case. Right. I do try to sit down and eat because mindful eating helps with mindful digestion and yeah. you know, helps our body just recognize that it's meal time. Although I'm sitting here
0: talking to you with my smoothie and all. So
1: you know, it doesn't <laughs> happen all the time.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I know. I hear you. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can my listeners find you other than the app?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at the underscore zen underscore mommy. Yeah. Or uh, you can check out my website, thezenmommy.com. And my podcast is called Mom Slow Down,
0: and it's everywhere podcasts can be found. Thank you so much. And cheers to a more mindful motherhood. Absolutely. What Thanks, Thanks, Abby.